0: Welcome back, Pods fans, to another episode of Ring the Bell Pods Talk. Nick Kreider here, as always, joined by Heath Bell. We suffered a series sweep in St. Louis against the Cardinals. Seems like they always have our numbers, unless it's the playoffs in uh, in the COVID year. Other than that, though, I've always seen the Cardinals just have their way with us. Yeah, for some reason,
1: the Cardinals have their way with the National League West. I mean, you could say with the Dodgers, too, but like even us in, uh, what was it? in 05 and 06, for some reason, they just knocked us out the first round of the playoffs. Yep. We'd pretty good teams. And, you know, in St. Louis, I just don't know what it is. I, I, when I played there, you know, the hotel is literally right across the street and you ride a golf cart, right? Basically from the hotel to the, the um, stadium, you can ride a bus, but literally it's 30 yards away. So um, I don't know, maybe it's just the mojo of, you don't really leave St. Louis out of the hotel. You don't really go out. I mean, there's some good places to, you know, we've had some team dinners there and stuff, but like from hotel to stadium, you're right next to each other. So maybe, I don't know. It's just, it's just a weird vibe for some reason. You don't play well in St. Louis. Yeah. Um, when you travel
0: it, on the road in other destinations though, I mean, where, where are you staying? Are you staying far away from the stadium or? Well,
1: usually on average, you're about 20 minutes away from the stadium. You're like in a downtown where you can do stuff you know, yeah. like you can go walk and grab something to eat this and that and
0: when teams come to San Diego that they say the omni
1: right um not all of them, but some of them do I think a lot of them are staying over right um by the um, the convention center, the new what, Hilton or yep that is um that' that bridge across the um, train tracks but um I know when I was in New York met we stayed um Gosh, I forget the hotel, but it was kind of in five point about um, it was like an old uh, bank. So that was kind of interesting. The lobby was oh, kind of wow. like an old bank, but, you know, it was, it was a little walk. It's kind of like San Francisco. You know, it's a couple miles away
0: against the Yankees. Are you staying in the Bronx? Uh,
1: no, usually stay somewhere like in near Times Square, like a couple blocks away. So it's kind of like you can ride the train. You know, if you're going to go wherever you stay to play the Yankees, you're pretty much staying to play the Mets. Right. Um, it's like usually the West End or whatnot, but it's near, it's a couple of blocks away from like, um, you know, everything, everything you'd want basically. So mm-hmm. like Times Square and all that, but, you know, look on the bright hide, you know, um, you know, the Padres, this is what their third, third, um, or wait, fourth, a series loss. And every, you know, they're one of the best teams on the road. You know, you want to win series. You know, if we could have won this game, you know, at least we would have won one game. But getting swept, this is the first time we've been swept. Right. But we've showed resilience. You know, we've come back. Where Even though today we didn't come back and we gave up some runs, you know, Volt hit a home run. And then we had two guys on. You know, we had a situation if we got another home run or a big hit. You know, we could have been right back in the game, or tied the game, and went extra innings. It just um, isn't really. We're not getting the timely hitting late in the game, but also we're losing the game from the starting pitcher. By the time he's starting to exit the game, to the relievers coming in. And I'm not saying it's a reliever issue. I'm not saying it's a starting issue. I'm just saying we got to bridge that gap. We got to figure out something to do right there. But um, I'm really pleased with the Padres so far because this is the first time they got swept. We definitely have we have a really good record. at was thirty and twenty, I think it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I could be wrong. I'm always bad with numbers. Yeah, thirty
0: wins right now. The Dodgers loaded. are playing
1: really well, except for this past week. And you know, we're going to Milwaukee. That we lost the series at home against them. So I'm a little yeah. they're a little their worried pitching worried
0: their pitching is pretty ridiculous. I mean, we're gonna have to string together some some better offense if we want to compete. I mean but here's the biggest the thing. thing the biggest thing for me is the offense just has not been able to perform at all this season. We've been riding on the coattails of the starting pitching.
1: And you know Cano, I mean I told you I didn't think he was a good fit and I don't think he's still a good fit. Um
0: he just he needs to retire.
1: <laughs> I mean it's about time I think Put him on the
0: coaching know, staff or something make him a bench coach.
1: You know, I it's just one of those things that I just I would have, I would love to see um zucar is it zucar right? Yep, Jose zucar I would have loved seeing him hit in the last at bat instead of Cano.
0: Cano fly out to the warning track though with the bases so, loaded.
1: I would have rather had a base hit. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he, one, you warning track power. I mean, does he need to lift a couple more weights? I don't know. Right. But it's just one of those things. As a pitcher, you know when you throw a pitch. Sometimes you throw a pitch and you go, Oh, give me that back. Cause you know, it's going to be hit really far. And sometimes the ball's hit and you go, that's not, that's, that's an out. Even the ball goes way back and you're probably to the warning track and they catches it. People are like, you didn't think that was going to go like, no, you just kind of know. And I don't think the pitcher was worried. Um, You didn't turn around and you didn't have whiplash and go, Oh my gosh. And then it just didn't go out. I think he was like, yeah, that's fly ball. Cause you just kind of know, I mean, hitters, hitters kind of know too. When they hit a ball, they kind of know if it got that extra 20 feet to get out or Definitely. they just missed it, you know, um, cause they stand it, there a little bit longer and stuff. And It's
0: always funny when you see a guy hit a ball and it's in the air and the crowd goes crazy and it's just a, a routine fly ball. Like I'm sure as a pitcher, you always probably laugh a little bit when the fans think that you give a home run and it's not even close.
1: Well, I'm, I'm, I would go to a game with my family and the ball is hit and you. Everybody would go, oh, and I'm like, that's now an And they just literally would go, my, how do you know? I'm like, you could tell the sound of the bat or, he, or you could see, like I could see a swing. He didn't get fully extended. He didn't get into a power zone. So in theory, you kind of jammed him. Even if it was near the barrel, his hand didn't get fully extended. So he didn't get the maximum power. So it's not going to go. Now, some guys like McGuire back in the day or Mike Trout, They can get jam shots out, but most guys cannot. There's probably only like two or three guys in the league that can possibly do that. You know, Stanton,
0: Mike Mike trout hit a ball out on a check swing. Yeah. That's ridiculous.
1: That's what I'm saying. There's certain guys that just have power, you know, it's just phenom power. And then there's some guys that, you know, you have to hit it. You got it. You got to extend your arms. You got everything has to work, but Mm -hmm. they have a little bit more margin of error than other guys, you know, Like, I'll give you an example, like um, Machado to Profar. Machado's got, you know, he's got his power extension is probably a little bit bigger than Profar. But Profar gets in that power, the ball's going to go just as far as Machado. So, but then you got Mike Trout, that checks swings, and it's a bomb. So, um, yeah, it's it's kind of funny how some of that happens. But, you know, that, like, you know, we got to look on the bright side with the Padres. I know the hitting's not there. And we've been harping on that. I mean, you know, Profire is starting to raise his average up to 230. He's probably been hitting 260 of lately. But we only have two guys hitting in the 300s. And unfortunately, even though Eric Hosmer, I love the guy, you know, he was almost hitting 400, what, three weeks ago? And he's Mm -hmm. at 305 now. So he's probably, unfortunately, the last three weeks, I don't know the exact numbers, but he's probably hitting a buck something. And Machado was, you know, he's he was hitting like 380. He's in 340. I mean, that one close call and he getting thrown out the other day. I I mean, did you see that? Yeah. So I don't know what was said, but I think the umpire was staring at him. But then Machado did look back and probably said something. And you know, you got to keep walking. You really should keep walking. So I don't, I mean, it was a close call. You know, if I'm a Padre fan, I hate it. If I'm a Cardinal fan, I love it. But right,
0: do you think the umpires ever intentionally try to egg players on to throw them out?
1: I don't know if they egg them on, but I definitely they're waiting to say something. They're they're like, what'd you say?
0: Well, so you- at, in a Diamondbacks game the other day, Zach Galen I think gave like a look to the umpire, and the umpire started walking out to the mound. And the catcher had to restrain him. And then toy Lavello comes out and starts yelling at the umpire. And then the umpire throws out Toy Lovello. Lavello.
1: See, that's the thing is, I think the umpires take it too personally. And if, if an umpire makes a bad call, it's not against their career. You know, if the call goes wrong, it could be make or break somebody staying in the big leagues or not. And the umpires that walk up to people and go, Hey, what's going on or, umpires that are like staring you down i guess you could say that's egging them on but i just think umpires it's like they're looking for a reason to throw somebody out they just want you to say something that they don't agree with
0: you ever been thrown out of a game
1: um yeah i actually got thrown out of game once but um nothing really came upon it because uh so what happened is i was with the mets and um we were uh gonna throw um There's this, I forget who it was. It was with Washington and um, it was early in my career. And it was like, Hey, um, you're going to hit this guy. Like, okay. But you're going to do on the second pitch. I said, okay. So I warmed up first pitch. I, you know, we go throw inside. Right. So I'm, you know, basically the, the MO is like throw inside for a ball or strike and then hit them next pitch. Like you missed inside. Got it. First pitch was inside. The catcher, it wasn't Piazza at the time; it was our backup, and he didn't even go for it. So the ball went straight to the backstop. That part threw me out of the game. Magic came out. Art Howe was yelling, screaming, blah blah blah. You know, I got thrown out. I didn't get fined for it because the weird part is the next pitcher that came in drilled the guy first pitch. He didn't get thrown out of the game. And but were I guys never up saw.
0: Or were you guys up or down in the game?
1: Um. I think we were up a couple runs. It was like the seventh inning.
0: If it's the seventh it inning and you guys are up a couple of runs, I mean, what, why do you want to put on a guy?
1: Well, the guy took, took like Jose Reyes out of the game. He slid really hard and he like showboated, got you it. know, he, he he pimped some things that didn't even go out. And Who was
0: the player? Do you remember?
1: No, to be honest with you, no. It was a guy, he wasn't a big name guy. It was like some guy that got called up and, and honestly, I talk who was on the team, Washington. I forget who was on the team. One of the relievers at the time. And I talked to him the next day and they were like, yeah, we hate that guy. <laughs> he was a guy <laughs> that got called up and he only, I think he only spent some time <laughs> in the big leagues for a couple weeks or something like that. Yeah. And nobody like, really liked him there anyway. And it was is just,
0: there, is there some guys that is just known like you cannot throw at like Trout's never getting thrown at. On purpose no
1: I don't see here's the thing I don't think you ever you never intend to throw at anybody and I think I think nowadays you really don't do that but it was kind of like more of um you know show if you're gonna show somebody up or like you're gonna take somebody out like you know chase hudley I mean I think chase is a great guy but you know he came in second base when he was with the Dodgers and he took um who do you take out
0: oh yeah when he slid and and uh he second
1: base with his cleats up in the yeah. air you don't want, never want to end anybody's career but when you do something like that and you really hurt him to end his career or something that's just wrong so you kind of do it as in like when people say well oh, this guy this pitcher's trying to hit him in the head you if you really want to hit somebody and make it hurt you hit him in the lower back because the lower back stiffs up and then you can't throw it hurts to throw it hurts to swing as soon as it stiffs up you throw at the head he's got a helmet mm-hmm. you know and 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 the other aspect is, you never want to end somebody's career. You just want to hurt them and make a statement, but you don't want to end his career. So right. when you're hitting somebody on purpose, it's usually the lower back. When you're hit, when somebody gets hit in the head or up in the shoulder, it was never on purpose. I mean, ninety nine percent of the time, it's not on purpose. Right. Um, yeah. I know back in the day, like Nolan Ryan, if you dug in or something, he would throw up and in, not to hit you, just to say, "Hey, this is right. my." This is my home. And, and he
0: was good enough where he can make it so close that it wasn't going to hit you, but scare you Well,
1: off. And most pitchers are like that. But I think nowadays there's so many throwers in the game. You know, it, I don't think the guys, a lot of guys that throw really hard and have nasty stuff, but can't pinpoint it.
0: Mm-hmm. There's
1: a bunch of throwers. They're not pitchers. Like right. Maddox would probably throw up and in to push you back. And then he'd go down and away, but it was a purpose pitch. It wasn't, it was kind of like to scare you. Like I've even thrown pitches up and in. I didn't mean to. And then I threw a curveball up and in. So you thought another pitch was coming up and then it broke over the, over the plate. You know, I used it for my advantage.
0: It's a chess match.
1: Yes. So it's just one of those things. And, you know, in the big leagues, if you make your pitches, you know, the Ted Williams, ninth squares, if you make your pitches, you're going to get Mike Trout out. You're going to get everybody out. Cause everybody has a red square and everybody's got green squares. Some have more greens than others. But if you throw it where the red is, they're not going to do any damage. But as soon as you throw it in their green square, they usually do the damage. So Mm -hmm. it's who execute, like the old old thing, whoever makes the least amount of mistakes in baseball wins a game. And that goes back to pitchers and hitters too. We always think it's infielders and outfielders making errors, but really you Darvish pitched a gem today. And then in the seventh inning it was, or the sixth inning he let, he just left a fastball up in the zone and Arenado hit a two run bomb. It was hey. kind of the difference of the game. Yeah. So that's just, um, it is one, he wakes one mistake out of what 90 some odd pitches, hundred pitches. And if your offense isn't hitting, then there you go. I mean, you can't make mistakes. That's just, that's all it is. That's really what it boils down to be. Padres <laughs> at the end of the day that we need to start hitting. We got to figure <laughs> out why are we not hitting
0: as it stands right now? How many guys do you think are all-stars on this team? Machado.
1: Machado, definitely.
0: Musgrove.
1: Yeah, Musgrove. Is
0: Mackenzie Gore an all-star?
1: I'd like to say he is.
0: Taylor Rogers, yeah. even though he's blown a couple of saves now. But, he's but it was still... just of lately. Yep.
1: So those are, what, three, four guys? That's honestly probably the only guys. I would have said Eric Hosmer, but the last three weeks have been really terrible. So – um I'd like to say, I, you know, I'd like to say you Darvish, but he's just, no, he's just, he had, he pitches really good, but he gets nothing for it. And then pitches a really bad game. So unfortunately, right? And then, he, then he shows up and has a gem where they win. So he's kind of hit and miss. So he's not really having an all-star year. He's having a really good year, but he's not an all-star year.
0: I would love to see McKenzie go to keep it going. I mean, his last outing that he had against Pittsburgh, seven innings, no runs, two hits, nine strikeouts. I mean, he is firing on all cylinders right now
1: uh you know uh McGenzie Gore I think he's you know he's he's got the the third game in Milwaukee I think it's going to keep going I just think I don't think I think people think okay he's a rookie he's got some good stuff and they don't I think he's better than what everybody thinks he is I mean I like I said I would have brought him up last year and I think he would have been a huge boost to us last year but for some reason they didn't bring him up and I don't know if it was money I don't know if it was what the case was, but I mean, the end of the day, we need to start hitting. I mean, I remember when I played with the Padres and in 07, we had a great pitching staff. We had the best starting rotation. Jake Peavy won the side young, Chris Chris young, Young. second in the side young. We had Greg Maddox on it. Our bullpen was the best bullpen. Trevor Hoffman was closing. I was setting up. No one could hit though. Every, but we would score one or two runs a game and we had to pitch a shutout. We had to, otherwise we weren't going to win. And we were station to station. You know, we barely had doubles. I remember one time, I think it was in 07 or 08, the month of June or it was the month of July, Greg Maddox had the only stolen base on our team. What? Yeah.
0: That is crazy.
1: Um, because we just, you know, we weren't, we were, we were station to station. We weren't very good at hitting team and then we couldn't run.
0: Greg Maddox stealing and, um,
1: Yeah. I, I can't remember if it was seven or eight, but it's, the hitting wasn't good, but we were pitching was like so good that it was okay. But we had, if, if we could have just hit a little bit better, we probably would have done yeah. we probably could have been the best team in baseball that year, but and
0: hitting, hitting is contagious. I mean, this team is, is a team where if you look at all the guys on the roster, they've been able to perform before. We know corner can hit. We know that Hosmer is capable of hitting. We, we know that pro far can can hit bombs every now and then, you know I mean? There's guys on this roster that, can do it. It's just right now everyone's slumping at the same time.
1: You know what we should do? I think the California angels did this and I know Seattle did this and I forget which team did it first. I think it, I think it was Seattle. Everybody used Ken Griffey jr's bat.
0: So everyone use Machado's you know, was, bat.
1: <laughs> so let's use Machado's bat. You know, let's just get up there and everybody use that bat, you know, or something like it was kind of like the whole team got together to try to get out of this hitting slump or whatnot. And you know, I mean, that's the king. I mean, I'm hoping Tatis comes back and gives us a spark. But, right. uh, man, if he doesn't give us a spark, if, if he doesn't make the contagious, you know, guys hitting.
0: They got to make a move.
1: I, we're we're going to be that really good second team that can't hit.
0: Yeah, I mean, they got to make a move if, if it continues, right? Go out and get a guy on a team that's selling. Men Benintendi's hitting really well right now on the Royals who are not contenders. I mean, there's guys out there especially in the outfield. Of course, Will Myers is hurt again too, so he's been out of the lineup and he was just coming along again, but
1: yeah, he was swinging a little bit. But I mean, who who's who's really out there? I mean, and who are we going to give up? That's the thing. I mean, I would give up prospects, but I I'm right. I'm, like, I'm kind of like Cashmore with the Yankees. I'd rather give up prospects and win now than think about the future. Cuz you never hey, know what go, the we can go
0: and get Tommy Pham back. He loves to defend the Padres apparently. <laughs>
1: He's slapping too many people.
0: Yeah, well, you know, at least it was in defense of our of our boys.
1: Yeah, I know. I know.
0: He's uh he's not. He started off very slow, and he raised his average up to two thirty three. These last few games Tommy? have been tough for him, but I mean, Tommy Fan. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but isn't the last couple of weeks he's uh he's almost hitting three hundred?
0: Yeah. Well, he he's also he was also suspended for the last three games too. So
1: Yeah, I know. That kind of gets you out of rhythm.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, we could try to go
1: find somebody, but we need somebody in this lineup to, and it goes back to what I say, we need to have guys in the lineup. You're our first baseman. You're our second baseman. You're our shortstop. I mean, look at Kim. Kim's hitting the ball pretty good. He only got one hit today, but he's playing it all the time now. So now he's got a good rhythm going Mm -hmm. and I feel like outfield, not really happening that too much. I mean, it's, it's just, I don't know. You know, I like it's easy to be a, a, a coach out here and second guess everything, but you know, profile is not really hidden, but he, he, he's won some games for us. And, you know, uh, here's the thing. Grissom, what are we going to do with him? I mean, I know he's talented. He's just having a horrible year. I yeah. Mean, just really bad. Besides, so- his,
0: besides the walk off where he played hero and then he had a home run the other day that tied up the game. I mean, it was for nothing because, we lost that game eventually, That's, but
1: it's literally going remember um, little big league and mm-hmm. uh, the, the little kid that was a manager and his favorite player was one of the guys that was kind of struggling veteran guy that, and he's like, my, you're my favorite player, you know? And, and, and the, the, the assistant coach is looking at him and after he, he's like, yeah, buddy, you know, you see an eye single up the middle. And he's like, if you're getting that excited on a CNI single, And come on, we got to make a, we got to make a change here. Right. You know, I, I I don't know. Grissom. I like the guy. He's just having a bad year. Maybe sit him for a couple of games, you know, like a series, like two or three games and say, Hey man, we need to get your head back on. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think he has options, but if he has options, send him down, get some, get some uh, bats, come back up. Say, we're going to send you down for two weeks. We're going to come back up and then do that.
0: Yeah. He's been taking some better at bats these last few games, but yeah, you're right. I mean, in a whole, the season's been bad. I mean, I'd like to see him get on track, but you know, what's it going to take at this point? Um, but yeah, a lot of offensive struggles here, bright spots of pitching, of course. we've got a big series against the brewers who we've lost this series to already. I mean, that's always going to be a rubber match for us, but you know, just got to get to those pitchers early and chase them out.
1: We got to go to Milwaukee and we got to definitely win the series to kind of we have bring to. this this road this road trip to being okay. St. Louis is a good team. Milwaukee is a good team. If we can't beat the good teams, like I said, we're going to be a second-place team, and we're going to be that second-place team that just doesn't have that piece to the puzzle.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the Dodgers won't stop winning, honestly, so we're falling further and further behind there.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things. It's frustrating. <laughs> it's frustrating as a Padre fan right now. Um, Gosh, I mean, like I said, I'm just looking back at the – you know, the 07 year when we had such good pitching and we had no offense whatsoever. Yep. We just...
0: It's very reminiscent.
1: This kind of remembers that, but we, the pitching's not as good as it was in 07.
0: Right, right. It's good,
1: but it's not the bull, great. The
0: bullpen is very shaky.
1: I think the bullpen's okay. I don't think... We're probably in the top five, top 10, I think, of bullpens in the league. But when we don't have an offense here's the thing. When you come in as a pitcher and you know that we're not going to score runs, you, you feel like you have to be perfect. Yeah. And if you can't be perfect and you're, so you try to be perfect in the bullpen, you come in, you try to do too much. And then all of a sudden you leave a pitch over and they hit it or whatnot. And, or you don't, you know, the starter, you come in with two guys on and you give up the run, the starters runs and your, your area looks fine, but you know, the starters not, and you just, you don't, didn't hold the runners. You didn't protect the lead or whatnot, just because you're trying to do too much. And I kind of feel like that's what the bullpen's doing. If we can get the offense going a little bit and the bullpen's not worried that man, we're only going to score one or two runs every game. Yeah. And I think our bullpen will be just fine. Cause you, they'll be a little bit more comfortable where like, if we make a mistake, don't worry. They can come back and they'll score a run or two for us. But right now I just feel like the bullpen is so much pressure on them that man, we're down by one. We're going to come in. We got to keep the lead right here. Otherwise, you know, we're going to lose. <laughs> yeah, take the pressure off anymore. the
0: bullpen, you know, give them a break here and there. But, you know, we've got seven tough games against the Brewers and the Mets. And then after that, we're playing against below 500 teams for the next four series, five series, actually. So once you just get to the stretch, it's uh, it gets a little bit easier here. And, of course, there's an off day and sprinkled in there as well.
1: Yeah. Be a nice off day. Probably. They're probably going to hang out in Colorado. I don't know what they're going to do in Colorado from what no way it's they're at home. Actually they're at home from the Mets and then Colorado at home. Right. Yep. So they'll go to the beach. They'll hang out. They'll rejuvenate. I think they will be just fine at home. It's just getting that stretch of Milwaukee and then we can start playing some teams that we definitely should be. And we're probably going to be, but then we got to beat those teams now and towards the end of the year. Otherwise like I said, we're just going to barely get into the playoffs and we'll probably get our butts whipped. but you know, we're going to get Tatis in a couple of weeks. So that will be a booster, but hopefully I'm just hoping we get a boost before um, it's a little too late. And I think we need to get one more bat. And I don't think Cano is the answer. I think even if you bring up some young guy that's doing good in AAA, I hey, think no he would Mazzara. be better than Cano.
0: No more Mazzara has been hitting the cover off the ball in AAA and we saw the same thing with Trace Thompson didn't really translate to the MLB, but Nomar has been in the league before. I think he has like the, the longest home run stack cast era over 500 feet. So
1: why not bring him up? He's a left-handed here's, here's what I would do this next week before you get home or even Milwaukee, the next four games, I would put him in triple A, keep him in triple A, see if he could pitch it or a DH in triple A and bring him up. And as soon as you bring him up, put him in the first game mm-hmm. Put him in the DH spot the first two games or the first game. See how he does. Spend three or four days here. If he doesn't do good, send him out.
0: AJ, you listening?
1: So <laughs> I think that's exactly what you do. Yeah. So yeah, AJ, if you're listening, that you're probably not, but I know fans are, and they'll they'll tweet you and they'll tell you this. But when you bring somebody up, put him right, put him in right away. See what he can do, and give him give him a series. Give him three game series, a four game series. Give him one week, and if he doesn't produce, ship him out. I mean, that's literally what a lot of teams do, especially when they're looking for something. And you, you got to look in the house sometimes. And you can't always look outside and look at the waivers and look at guys that aren't producing. And, per, you know, since there are teammates, best friends and stuff like that and bring them over. Yep. So anyway. Look,
0: looking for bats, looking for wins. Hey, shout out to the Georgetown Eagles. They are on the doorstep of getting to the state championship tournament for high school baseball. Go Eagles uh, and my kid. (laughs) Yeah, only Heath's kid. That's it. No, the whole team. Yeah, the whole team. They're playing really well.
1: Yeah, they are. Everybody's getting a big hit and whatnot. Pitchers are doing really well. They're one one steers away from going to the state tournament, so it's exciting.
0: All right, well, go Eagles and go Pods. Make sure to tune in next week. We'll give you some updates on how they did. Nick Kreider, this Heath Bell. Go Pods.
1: Life is a highway.